the roles reverse and I am being interviewed by my friend Jenny Blake. This conversation originally aired on her podcast, Free Time, episode 29, and I was called to reshare it here. There's so many beautiful nuggets, and it also captures a moment in time where I had just changed the podcast name to Funded by Source, and we talk about my trip to Africa where I got married and some of the animal encounters and animal communication that I experienced there moving from frenzied to relaxed energy, top lessons I'm learning from being mentored by Michelle Sine, who was my guest on episode 145, my understanding at that time of the concept of surrender, my understanding of the idea of being funded by source, releasing the story of having to work hard to be provided for, and we also chat about ceremonial cacao and some specific organizational tools and systems that I love using in my business. Things are about to be changed up on this podcast and all across my digital universe and how I share online and in real life. And this is the final episode on the podcast as it is right now. I'll tell you a little bit more at the end of this episode and be on the lookout for my solo episodes on upcoming Monday, where I will be taking you on a behind-the-scenes journey of what's been going on, including the lessons I've been learning and the big shifts of energy that are inspiring this change. In the meantime, here is my conversation with Jenny Blake from Free Time Podcast. You can check out more of Jenny's work on itsfreetime.com, where she advocates that time isn't money. Time is life force. Jenny is a Google alum. She has been an entrepreneur for over a decade. She is an author, the founder of Pivot Method, and she is also someone who doesn't do social media. She was a guest on my podcast episode, which I'm going to link to in the show notes, as well as all other related things that we discuss. I am so thrilled to be here today with my good friend, Ksenia Avdalova. Ksenia and I met in 2015 at a yoga retreat, a full moon retreat to be exact, and we've kept in touch ever since. She's the founder of the award-nominated digital platform, Breakfast Criminals, and the host of Funded by Source, a podcast focusing on expanded consciousness and entrepreneurship in the digital age. Ksenia created the Conscious Social Media Method to help people playfully share their medicine in the digital realm and weave a new story of abundance, one that's beyond the logic, spreadsheets, and hashtags. And you can see the social media curmudgeon that I am. We had a fun (laughs) conversation about it on her show, but I've loved watching Ksenia thrive in this arena and really do it her own way with her own frequency and vibration. So Ksenia, welcome to the show. Jenny, I'm so excited to reconnect with you and so grateful for the yoga retreat, which I refer to as goddess retreat that brought us together where you prescribed a bunch of books to me that ended up (laughs) changing my life and that I'm still recommending to others to this day, such as Martha Beck and Tasha Silver, really, really impactful books. So if all you're listening, you haven't uh, take an action and add it to your card. Jenny's book recommendations. I'm telling you, it is life changing. Oh my gosh, I, that, nothing makes me happier. And I love that you use the word prescribe because 
I do see myself as a book doctor. And if you tell me what ails you or what you're confused about, I like writing little book prescriptions. <laughs> so <laughs> tell listeners which I'm guessing outrageous openness, Tosha Silver. Yes. We'll put it in the show notes. And which was your favorite Martha Beck book? Um, Finding Your Way in a Wild New World was a book that yes. I read many years ago, probably as soon as you recommended it. And it is really synchronistic because when I was reading it, I had no idea the physical locations that she was referencing in the book. And then I realized that the place where I was on my way on the plane to have a wedding a few months ago at Londolozi in South Africa was the place where all these retreats and wild animal experiences that she was referencing in the book. Okay. I thought you went there and got married there because you had read it in the book. That was a coincidence? It was I learned about the place through people like Boyd Vardy, who was on my podcast, wow. who grew up at that land. Very magical, healing, powerful, powerful reserve that really changed the world's view on how we can interact with animals and how we can restore land while doing so. And it's meeting him, being in his space, in his shamanic, wild healing energy that awoke my desire to go there. And then sometime after I realized that Martha Beck is actually his mentor that he spokes about publicly. And she, she mentions him in his book as well. And so I started re-listening to it on my way to South Africa. And it was just unbelievable. Safari is so powerful. And I, I've always wanted to go there where you went. I loved in the book, Martha talks about certain animal communication experiences. And you now you're living out in the Catskills and there's all kinds of animals and wild nature around. When you were in Africa, did you have any moments like just, I don't know, profound sort of animal communication or you know, anything of that nature while you were there? Mm. You know, I think uh, wild and exotic experiences like the one in South Africa, they amplify what's really there every day. Like yesterday, we woke up early and we were sitting in our living room with my husband and we both looked out the window at the same time and there was a hummingbird flying from one window to the other and looking us in the eye. And we hadn't seen hummingbirds visit us for probably months. They should have, they're supposed to have migrated away. And so I've carried that with me, like my heart still beats fast when I think about this. And so in Africa, of course, on a safari, it's even easier to connect with that energy sitting in a Land Rover about a meter or what is that three feet away from a pride of lions that just finished a hunt and finished their meal was a scary experience of this profound aliveness and understanding how we all belong to nature and to the elements and protection is totally made up in every way. And so to me, it was this overall experience of just such awe and aliveness. And we barely slept while we were there. We would wake up for the morning drive at 5 a.m. And then we would go on another evening drive. So it's about maybe eight, nine hours of safari every day. And I barely slept, which is very unusual for me. I usually need my sleep for my brain to function. And I just felt profoundly nourished and alive because in presence of these animals like rhinos, and elephants and leopards mating. There's just something that points back to our own wild nature where all the answers are already within. And intuition is just one 
uh, breath away, where we don't have to seek for it, where it's all within. What a beautiful description and experience. Wow. You mentioned lions. I think about lions a lot in the context of free time to make mm. it sort of abrupt right term. But I think about them because mostly when you see lions, the females or the males, they're they're laying around. It's it's rare moments where you would catch them in the middle of a hunt or mating, let's say, which is even very funny in and of itself how they do that. I don't know. So I think about that a lot. And I think these lions are so majestic. They are so epic and so majestic. And yet they're pretty chill <laughs> you know, mm. when you just observe them out in the wild. So I wonder, I'll use that as my opener to ask you about free time, which is, have you experienced a shift in your business? And I'm curious what the biggest catalyst was of going from sort of frenzied energy to that more relaxed, receiving, spacious energy of free time. You know, I've been dipping in and out of the free time energy of ease and joy and trusting that by doing what makes me feel the most expansive, I'm serving the highest good. And as of recently, for the past few months, I've been working with a mentor, Michelle Sine, who was a guest on my podcast, funded by Source on episode 145. And that one conversation in itself shifted so much for me. And since then, we have been speaking every weekend. It's just honestly shifting everything. And I'll just give you a few examples of what those specific things are, because I think they're really applicable to anyone. The first one is removing as much as possible the concept of should and starting to surrender and trust the idea of what am I meant to do? What am I meant to share on social media? What is my next offering meant to be? Who am I meant to connect with today? Because we all have limited amount of time in the day. And if we wake up and we just start doing things that we think we should to be successful or to get somewhere or to look good because we think we need to be responding to people as soon as they write to us, whatever those things are for you, we don't leave any space for that play and joy that comes from just being present in this moment, taking a deep breath into our heart and asking ourselves, asking the universe, where can I serve the most? What am I meant to do today? And that leads me to the other huge realization, which is this idea of surrender. You know, I've had plant medicine ceremonies and other healing experiences where I think I thought, okay, I've surrendered. I get it now. This is how it is. And from now on, that's just how it's going to be. And then all of my limiting beliefs and stories and Everything else comes up that feels like it's stopping me from taking the next step and having that card to step into the next big vision of what I have for myself in my life. And Michelle reminded me that surrender is a moment by moment choice. We can't really plan anything beyond the next one step. And same with Boyd Vardy from Alonda Lozzi, who talks about when you don't know what to do, just take the next one step. And when we try to plan anything beyond that, we're kind of limiting our vision. We're kind of limiting the possibility because we think we know better. But in reality, when we surrender to the flow of life, to the flow of the divine through us, it has such bigger and more fun and expansive plans for us. I love both of these ideas that you've shared. And I know they also, inspired by Michelle, they roll into this new direction for your podcast funded by Source. Because it seems like a lot of the 
hyperactive or planful energy sometimes comes from worry or people will say, well, I need to pay the bills. And mm-hmm. Michelle said to you, she's like, I've broken up with the idea of making money, right? Did yeah. she say that? So yes. can you also share what does it mean to be funded by source and how have together through your work with her or your own work that you're doing, how do you, how do you actually live into that? You know, there is so much trust and surrender, but I'm wondering if we can give listeners like a few of the practical elements of how you are really embodying this belief of being funded by source. Yeah. If I were to tell you that I already am living that fully, I I wouldn't be honest. And I know deep within that one of the reasons that I was meant to to host a podcast with that name is to share my explorations of stepping into it moment by moment. And it's been uncomfortable. It's been scary because there's this, gri- what's the word, gripping into the idea of having to work hard and having to hustle to get where I want to be that my brain is still holding on to. And so it's just a matter of unfolding and trusting and releasing the brain stories of having to work hard to be fully provided for. And in the past few weeks, ever since the podcast name changed, and I was able to take some time off and be with family and be in nature, I just kind of allowed myself to step back and be with what is, stop telling myself I need to come up with the next course or the next launch plan, and just see what arises when I am with what is. And I've been getting bookings for consulting, which I've been really called to do for, you know, conscious social media and intuitive business work with people. I've been getting more affiliate sales through my website, Breakfast Criminals, and more brand sponsorships kind of have just been finding me because, I mean, because I don't really know the answer why, but I assume that it's this softening into trusting that ultimately money when we think that we are making it, when we think it belongs to us, we're once again removing that space of playfulness of, okay, source, how can we invite in miracles? How can we invite in abundance, not just in the shape of money, but in the form of peace, in the form of connection with someone you care about, in the form of a hummingbird looking you straight in the eye through your window? And so for me, I feel that really noticing different forms of abundance in my life, whether that's being able to sleep an extra hour or making a really nourishing breakfast and actually allowing myself to really enjoy it from my heart bowl or having an insane weekend, insane, I mean, to me, it's insane of just being able to be very up and close and intimate with alpacas and get to hug them and kiss them and play with them and you know, just go into the forest and explore a wild blackberry bush on our property. Those are all forms of abundance. And even when I see flowers that have more petals than I, you know, think other flowers do, I always notice it. And I always make it a point to be truly present with it in my heart, because then it expands my capacity to notice and receive abundance in all kinds of forms. And it's not easy in my experience, to trust the unknown that way and to trust that we can truly be provided for just by being ourselves without having to try hard or fit into any mold. But I've been getting glimpses of that and it's good. <laughs> I love, I love your expanded definition. Because when I when I hear funded by source, I think about 
the bills, you know, I just think about, <laughs> oh, okay, yes, funded by source. And and yet what you're saying is this notion of abundance and feeling source and all around you in all these different ways. And uh, you mentioned the word peace. It's one of my words for 2021, that peace is abundance, that peace, gratitude, awe, as you said earlier, these are, these are all part of it. And I don't know about you, but sometimes when I'm trying to live in terms of, um, you know, funded by source or financial surrender, it's like you always hear the stories of, yes, I started living this way and and clients started rolling in and, mm-hmm. you know, it all was okay. And I'm currently in a phase where it's like the tide is out, the tide of finances or, or abundance in the form of money is the tide is out. Like I know it will come back in, but it's out. And that's where it gets really uncomfortable. Mm. <laughs> and it's like, can, can I, can we still believe that we are funded by source and know it and feel that in our heart, even when the tide is out, the financial tide and to know that it's, for me, I feel it's coming back, but it's also so uncomfortable when it's out and it's tempting to want to fill it back up with, you know, let's say like, revenue generating work that would exactly. be comfortable, but that I've worked really hard to clear my calendar from and have like a really spacious time um, abundance in the time sense. Right. It's these old ways. We all know how to make money in the old paradigm or some of us forgot it, but you know, we all can figure out how to make some money. But this new paradigm energetically that we are creating really with our actions, with our words every single day is slightly different or a lot different actually from what we've been seeing with how businesses have been built before. Corporations are being disrupted and this new kind of leadership is being requested of us. That is like you, Jenny, teaching everything that you do that is truly heart-based and it may sound so simple, but is so profound and it's so game-changing for everyone involved. And I think it's uh, it can be quite internally stirring and disruptive. And I know in my experience, it is when in some ways we've been successful and we've had these businesses people know about, maybe a best-selling book or this and that. And then all of a sudden, you know, the the financial uh, revenue streams get a little more dry than usual. And it's like all these stories come up, but I really see moments like that as this opportunity to recalibrate. And first of all, understand that if we made money, generated money once, received money, however I want to say this, if we're breaking up with making money, that energy of like pushing, um, it doesn't mean that it's done forever. It means that we're being invited into the space of the unknown to redefine how we make money and how we experience abundance and how we truly get to bless the world through how we receive money and how we spend money. I recently had a closing ceremony for a mastermind that I led. And by people paying for the mastermind and signing up for it, I had this beautiful blessing of being able to hire other healers and heart-based entrepreneurs to be part of the mastermind and to come on board and offer human design and Akashic Record readings. And I felt like such an extension of those divine blessings by being able to receive the money, see it flow out through me, and trust that flow, that whenever we're putting it out, it's always coming back in unknown ways that we can't predict. And I recently also had an experience where I got to promote a program where we learned to interpret dreams that was led directly by an indigenous leader of the Separa Nation from the Ecuador. 
and I was an affiliate for that program. And I've never really been big in the affiliate game of promoting other people's courses. And I know for some people, that's like a huge revenue stream. For me, I make my affiliate money mostly through product recommendations like cacao or superfoods or matcha brands, recipes, things like that. So diving into promoting someone's course was a newer territory that was so aligned from just as soon as it was brought into my field. And the message that I got was, you know, usually we only offer those who have already taken the program to promote it. Uh, but we really felt that there's some alignment here and we heard a whisper, would you like to be an affiliate? And normally I do want to complete the program. I want to test the product. But in this case, because I was already familiar with this work, I was just so in. And I think 12 people ended up signing up for the program through me. And, you know, I made a few hundred dollars from that, but it felt like a few hundred thousand dollars in the impact that I know that it's making by going back right to the indigenous nation in Ecuador, by providing the knowledge that was before social media and technology, not accessible to all of us Westerners to learn directly this way about such a fascinating realm as dreams. And so, you know, again, it comes back to noticing. It's noticing the way that abundance does come into our life and amplifying that with our intention because we are, and I know everyone who's listening to you, Jenny, and who comes into your field, they're in their heart, they're healers. And we are amplifiers. When we choose to give our attention to something, we are amplifying it. So the question is, what do we want to see more of in the world? I want to see more healers being empowered. I want to see more healers being okay with moving large amounts of money through their experiences, feeling abundant, feeling taken care of and at ease. And if that means me stepping into territories that are sometimes uncomfortable of, you know, charging a little more for something or paying a little more for something, it's this trust of me being this part of flow of the river. You know, I don't control it. Mm -hmm. I can't see the beginning or the end. I know, only know that I can be a part of it. Yeah. And, and then you're modeling it too, by stepping into your power around this. And uh, I love what you said. I, I've been picturing too, with anyone listening to this podcast and picture those reading the book. It's just, it makes me so happy when I picture freeing time and money, you know, for mm -hmm. me, like, as you know, we've been friends a long time, but it's, this whole question of how can we earn twice as much in half the time is just, a, it's kind of a placeholder. It's just the intention of it with earning abundantly with ease. And so it's not one at the exclusion of the other, but how do we hold both? I know for you, okay, let me, I got to ask you a really silly <laughs> question that I should have asked you long ago in our friendship. I know that a big part of your life these last few years has, have been ceremonial cacao syrup. I said that wrong. <laughs> I mean, uh, either ceremonial cacao or cacao ceremonies. Is one or the other more more correct? I rank up there for both. So both are acceptable. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So you are the person probably in my podcast feed and in my life who I've heard the most about ceremonial cacao and the transformation that you experience when you're, when you're doing these ceremony ritual. Um, but I never knew cacao. I never really thought of cacao in that way. And mm. when, but long ago when I was in Bali, they had like special energy chocolate, you know, <laughs> that's as far as I ever got with it. So I'm wondering if you can tell us what is a cacao ceremony and is there actually a chemical, uh, oh, yeah. shift 
Or is it more just the energy, like a tea ceremony? It's just, you know, the tea itself is not amplifying things. You're just creating ritual around it. Yeah, I love that question. And I did discover ceremonial cacao in Bali as well. And there's part of me that wants to make fun of the hyper-spiritual scene in Bali. But the other part of me is deeply grateful for it because that's where I did discover you know, cacao. It's a, it's so special <laughs> and it's could be a parody show on TV. Yes, it's <laughs> hilarious. So that's where I had my first experience. It was a ceremony at the yoga barn where we got to drink a cup of cacao. I didn't know much about it with some spices. And then we all got to dance and sing. And I just felt so open-hearted and connected to everyone and self-expressed, especially being on that trip on my own. It was really such a beautiful way to experience community, something that I was missing while I was there. And then it came up again in my life in 2018 in New York City, when I found out that part of the co-working space that I was signed up for, the assemblage that sadly no longer exists, was hosting cacao ceremonies every Friday. And I started going and I really attribute me having the courage to trust my voice and start my podcast largely to these ceremonies and to sitting with the medicine. And to your question of, is there something chemical in it or is it a placebo effect? I think it's both, especially when we have it in ceremonial context. Cacao, ceremonial cacao is known to be ethically grown, unlike commercial chocolate, which unfortunately still involves slave trade, a lot of the time child trade. And when you're buying ethical cacao, you know not only that is ethically sourced every step of the way, but it usually comes from heirloom cacao trees that are not genetically modified and processed intentionally every step of the way. And then what you get is not you know, traditional commercial chocolate. Oftentimes they will use cacao paste or cacao butter from, let's say, the Philippines and then cacao powder from Ecuador. And so there's all of these different energies getting mixed up. And when you're buying ceremonial cacao, it's all coming from the same place from one food, complete product. So they take the beans, they ferment them, they roast them, they, they turn them into a paste. And then the block that you get is this wholesome product that has so many nourishing nutrients in it. It is absolutely beyond. It's got lots of iron and it's got this molecule called anandamide, which is one of the reasons we as kids and as adults often crave chocolate because anandamide is also known as the bliss molecule. It actually does release something in our brain that makes us feel this happiness. And beyond the physical, um, it also has got magnesium. So it actually physically relaxes us. And all of that creates an environment where we are more open to connecting to its energetic benefits, which is known to be a heart-opening medicine that really softens us and connects us to our creativity. And that's been my experience for sure. Anytime I feel blocked, I don't know what to share my podcast, or I want to write a blog post and I don't know where to begin. I light a candle, I make myself a cup of cacao, and I make sure to set my intention of what I would like to call in and what I would like to express in the world while I'm making the cacao. And then I intentionally sip it. And there's so many different ways you can make it. It is so delicious and so nourishing. And there's lots of rainbows in it because there's lots of healthy fats in it. And it's been this thing that I also use to connect with people. I'll often say, hey, you want to you know, come visit us and I'll meet people with a cup of cacao. Jenny, you didn't get a chance to experience that yet, but I hope that will happen soon. And yeah. it's truly this medicine that just makes us feel more present in our bodies. And unlike 
a lot of other plant medicines that are psychedelics and mind altering. Cacao is not psychoactive, but it does have this component of being a plant medicine. That's how it's regarded in a lot of different cultures. And so it's known to open the door to the other side, but it doesn't kick you through the door. It just lets you go as far as you would like to go. So I find lots of answers and courage in the space of being with cacao and a lot of playfulness and joy as well. Oh my goodness. Count me in. <laughs> I'm coming straight back to the cat skills. <laughs> Even if you don't have any <laughs> internet. divine. Yeah, exactly. Well, I'm going to link in the show notes. I'll put your beautiful ceremonial cacao playlist on Spotify. Because in fact, I listened to that on the drive. Michael and I went to visit Ksenia and her husband. And I also want to link in the show notes. You've got to check out the apartment therapy walkthrough that they did of Ksenia and Eric's. Oh, yeah. Oh, just incredible. Like it started as a tiny home, but they've expanded it. There's art studios. It's so cool. Mm. Uh, Gazani, are you ready for our rapid fire round? Let's do it. Okay. What are, what is one of the most powerful books you've read recently? The one that I'm reading now that is, even though I'm in the very beginning, it already feels super impactful is Sacred Economics by Charles Eisenstein. I love Charles Eisenstein. The more beautiful world our hearts know is possible. Talk about Bali. I read that while I was there in the yoga of eating. So Ooh. good. They just blew my mind. Okay. Next next on my list. I love that you're tackling sacred economics because that one felt like more intimidating, <laughs> <laughs> but so good. Okay. Uh, what about one or two podcasts that you're really enjoying these days? Ooh, you know, I really enjoy Aubrey Marcus's podcast and especially his conversations with Porangi the musician and his friend, and also track your life with Boyd Vardy. I love those. Yes. Boyd does these little short solo episodes. They're so good. Yes. I like how he says at the end of everyone, find the others. Find the others. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we both said it in a whisper too. Yes. Find the others. Like, <laughs> oh my God. You just want to go immediately. It's like, yeah. oh, we just need to wow, work on see, our South African at- accent. Look what a tuning fork it was, the way he said it, that you and I both have it so <laughs> memorable, like, find the others. Yes. I'm like, I want to call to action like that. I want to, yeah. I was like, man, that's so powerful how he says that. Free up your time. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> love it. I love it. Okay, you, we didn't even get into conscious social media, which thankfully you have a whole podcast archive that listeners can dive into. I really genuinely wanted to, but... um Tell us, what's one piece of software that you use in your business that's not obvious, but a game changer? This is such an interesting question that's not obvious. Um, When I say obvious, I mean like Google Docs, mm -hmm. Google Drive, Dropbox, you know, maybe, I don't know, like what do you use to manage your social media? there's two apps that I want to talk about because those are probably the places where I spend the most time as a content creator. The first one is the app preview where I get to lay out my Instagram posts for all of my accounts. And the second one is InShot where I edit all of my TikTok videos and Instagram reels and also sometimes YouTube when I don't feel like plugging my computer into all of it. And um, those are really, really instrumental for for content creation. Okay. And I'm going to throw in a follow-up. I mean, you figured out so much. You you have so many websites. Don't let us sign off before you give listeners. We know findedbysource.com, but also the cacao website and heart bowl. I've been eating out of a red heart bowl that Cassini (laughs) gave me six years ago 
every single day. The only shock is that I didn't bring it to these Airbnbs, <laughs> but it's chipped. It's signed by Ksenia on the bottom. It is my most beloved bowl and one of my favorite things to gift. So we're going to have to give people all these links. Mm. But um, I want to give you a special rapid fire question, which is, do you have a strategic way that you systematize and or batch content creation? Hmm. Um, well, there's actually something else that I do on the other end of it that is really helpful, which is whenever I'm consuming content, I keep a note on my phone where I write down ideas and links for different content formats and ideas that I can use in my own business. Um, and in terms of managing, uh, I don't think there's an ideal system that exists for someone who takes and creates as much as content as I do. But I do have good old albums on my iPhone where I just drop different ideas and thematic posts so that when I'm ready and I hear the whisper to, let's say, edit a video about renovation or building of our workshop, I know where it is and where I can find it. So being a little bit organized in how I organize it in folders, then really helps me be more uh, productive when it actually comes to sitting down and editing it all together and publishing it. Last question. If you could give listeners permission, as you know, from being a listener of free time, what permission slip do you want to write? Ooh, only say yes to things that light you up that feel like a hundred percent that you're stoked to do. Make that an experiment. Do that for a week in your business and beyond. And I guarantee you that the level of your magnetism, the kind of opportunities that you attract and the way that you will feel funded by source will expand and blow you away. I love it. So good. Ksenia, thank you so, so much. Tell us all the places that we can find you related to what we talked about today. Uh, fundedbysource.com for podcast and ways to work with me and connect with me. Um, breakfastcriminals.com for lifestyle, food, recipes, and all things cacao ceremony. You, by the way, you're totally psychic on that. I do own ceremonialcacao.org, but I just haven't developed that one yet. So at some point I will, because I know that I'm meant to be one of the channels through which people discover it. And consciousocialmediamethod.com for the courses and programs that I have on intuitive and expansive social media that, um, feels like a joy instead of a chore. So good. And is it myheartbowls.com? Myheartbowl.com. That's right. Thank you. Look at this empire you have. There's like <laughs> the funded by source umbrella, the Ksenia umbrella, just radiating out to all these epic places. Yeah. It's so cool. Yeah. When I was arriving at go. JFK, the customs pa passport control guy was asking me, so what do you do? What's the name of your business? And I'm trying to remember, well, what is the name of my business? And I was like, oh, it's Ksenia LLC. And uh, everything else is just housed under that. Yeah. We'll see you have one of those epic first name only. Right. Ksenia. Right. So good. Amazing. Thank you so much for being here and for sharing all this wisdom with us. Jane, what a joy. thank you so much. It's my delight. I'm so honored. And I really am inspired to witness you stepping into free time and playing with all the different content formats on the podcast. And I think it's such a beautiful experiment. And you're really leading the way of being a heart-based entrepreneur by mm -hmm. surrendering into what this podcast is meant to be and show you and us. 
Thank you. Thank you for for helping shine some kind of small flashlight <laughs> through the dark. I really appreciate you saying that. And to all of you who are here listening, thank you so, so much. The show just wouldn't exist without you. Thank you, Ksenia. Thanks, thank everyone. Thank you, Jenny. I remember when Jenny asked me what the best ways to connect with me are in this interview, I just felt so scattered because there's so many places and there isn't really a cohesive landing pad from which you can find all of the different offerings and the content I've created over the years, a lot of which I think still is serving a lot of people in deep ways. And even beyond that conversation, there's been this longing for having more clarity and picking up all the different fragmented pieces of my identity and having a more cohesive place to express them all without fear. So that said, there will be podcast name change coming. I'm working on getting the Instagram handles changed as well. If you are subscribed here on Apple or Spotify, or any other podcast provider, it will be in the same place, just will be a different cover and a different name. And on the coming Monday, just in a few days, I will be releasing a solo episode or a series of episodes, we'll see, where I share more about this change and some of the things that I'm quite scared to share because it's a little bit shadowy. But, you know, this is definitely one of the invitations I've been hearing is to show up more fully and not tuck certain parts of myself somewhere behind while I only show you the best of and only things that fit into this box of this podcast brand that I've created. I'm so ready to go beyond the brand and embrace the full spectrum of who I am and who I came here to be. So if you're curious, be on the lookout for the Sella episodes on Monday. I have a feeling you will find quite a lot of resonance with them yourself in your own way. And look out on Instagram at xenia.brief. Have a blessed rest of your day and I'll talk to you soon.